Don Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Monday, August 20th. And the voice of the Pistons is joining us for a visit today. This is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City covering the NBA and other sports for the Associated Press and the Detroit News, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. Thanks for the listen. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and let me know if you can't find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify as well. You can find us there. Today we're going to be recapping the Pistons GT game from Friday, wrapping up the season for Detroit in the NBA 2K League inaugural playoffs. We're also going to be talking about our gimmick a little that I need your help with. The all-time Pistons teams. I appreciate the votes that we've already gotten, but we need some more too. Uh, then we're going to be talking to George Blaha, the longtime voice of the Detroit Pistons, and then I'll share some thoughts I have about some of his responses a little bit later on in the show as well. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. But hey, do you have a man cave that needs sprucing up, or do you want to get out and play a round of golf but don't have the five hours to play 18? Or are you looking for some more gear to represent the city of Detroit? I know many of you listening can say yes to at least one of these questions, probably all three. Jim and Ann at Detroit Sports Collectibles, our newest sponsor, have you covered on all of these fronts. Their store on Main Street in Clawson has not just golf, where they have 80 courses to choose from, but an all-sports simulator in the back. You can play baseball, football, hockey, lacrosse, all on their huge screen in the back of the store. Rent it with friends for a few hours, especially with winter coming up, and you've got a winner for a fun day. Great for a birthday party or an afternoon with friends, as you can bring in some drinks if you'd like. Save your stats and scores in their system and be working on your game even when it's the winter offseason. Hit the ground running with next season begins. Jim and Ann are there on weekends, Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Saturday from 10 to 5, and Sunday as well. Uh, but make an appointment and they'll meet you up there anytime throughout the week after 5 p.m., Monday through Thursday as well. They will be there for you. Even better, tell them at Detroit Sports Collectibles that you heard about their store on Lockdown Pistons, and they'll give you 10% off your order. They're at 661 South Main Street in Clawson. Plus, you can order items at DetroitCollectibles.net. Check out their website. I promise you'll find something that you didn't know that you definitely need. Support Jim and Ann at Detroit Sports Collectibles. Support Michigan small businesses. And in turn, support the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Check out Detroit Sports Collectibles at 661 South Main Street in Clawson and at DetroitCollectibles.net. Well, the Pistons GT team dropped one on Friday with a season-ending quarterfinal loss to the Heat. Check gaming squad 85-67. to was the final in New York. The Pistons GT team fell behind early and stayed behind throughout. Let's get it, Ramo. 29 points and 11 rebounds in the loss. 16 points from Joseph the Truth for Detroit, but not enough as the Pistons GT season is over. The team was the three seed heading into the playoffs, but lost in their first playoff game. A winner go home quarterfinal matchup. A dude named Hotshot had 54 points for the Heat team, including his team's first 20 points in the game. The Heat shot 72%. A ridiculous performance for them. By the way, the Miami team did win in their semifinal series on Saturday as well, so they will play for the NBA 2K League Championship next Saturday in a best-of-three series against Knicks Gaming. Yes, a basketball-ish pro sports team affiliated with the New York Knicks will be playing for a championship next weekend. Also, 
Wanted to bring up to you guys once again, the all-time all-Pistons team is open as the Lockdown Pistons podcast is putting that one together. I need your votes. Go ahead and give me two forwards, two guards, and a center on each of the top three teams for the all-time Pistons team. So get all three of your teams in for each of your votes. Who would you put as the starting five of the all-time Pistons players? Two forwards, two guards, and a center. That will be your first team. The next five best players would be your second team. The next uh, five would be the third team, just like we do for the All-NBA votes at the end of the season. You can use your own criteria and let me know what you think. You can have guys that played their whole careers with the Pistons or a guy like Blake Griffin who has had obviously a great career outside of Detroit, and you can say um, you know, he, he belongs on that team because of the talent and his, his ability. So no criteria, do whatever you want for it, and send us your vote on our Facebook page at LockedOnPistons-MattShook. You can email me at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at Yahoo.com. Message me on Twitter with that or uh, at me on Twitter or at the LockedOnPistons Twitter account too. We'll talk about the results Later this week, I think I got my first team put together, but I'm still working on my second and third teams as well. But up next, we're going to talk to George Blaha, the voice of the Detroit Pistons, next for part one of what will be a two-part interview. We'll share the other part later this week with the legendary TV and radio broadcaster for the Pistons. But hey, you heard me talk about advertising, and today we talked about Detroit sports collectibles. And guess what? We're looking for more of advertisers to join the Lockdown Pistons team. If your company wants to reach that key demo of men between the ages of 18 to 44, particularly provincial Pistons fans that probably have ties to Metro Detroit and an interest in spending their dollars locally, then you should be sponsoring Lockdown Pistons. We are listened to by 98% men and 80% of those between the ages of 18 to 44. All sorts of daily dedicated listeners. If you're interested in reaching that group, email me at matt underscore shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com to find out more. And joining me on the line now here on Locked on Pistons is a Michigan icon and legend in the game of basketball. Just finished, I believe, season number 42 as the voice of the Detroit Pistons, the voice of Michigan State football as well. George Blaha, thanks for taking the time to join us here on Locked on Pistons. Happy to join you, Matt. How's things going for you? Really good, really good. I'm back here in the Motor City myself as of a couple weeks ago and uh, trying to get things together for the season for our coverage here on Locked on Pistons. But how do you stay busy? You know, you're such a, a whirlwind of activity during the fall, especially with both of your sports going on and then the winter uh, with the with the Pistons. What's the summers like for George? Well, um, I, I get out of town. We have a lake house in northern Michigan. We, I think it's you know, Northern Michigan is one of the nicest areas in America, especially in the summertime. And uh, and I do an awful lot of uh, charity appearances in the summer. I try to uh, keep most of my charity appearances uh, for the off season because you know you can you can put more into it when you're not distracted by games and so forth. So it's been good that way. Now, George, uh, you joined the Pistons back in 1976, back in the Cobo Arena days. Uh, when you think about the the sure late 19, the, the late 1970s, the pre Isaiah Thomas days, what are some of the first memories that come back to you when you think about Cobo Arena in those days? Well, great fans. Uh, I always have called them aficionados. They really, really understood the game and loved the game. Uh, it was clearly their game, their favorite sport. We didn't have tons of fans, but the fans that we had there uh, were very, very knowledgeable uh, and and very, very supportive in their own way. If they saw something they didn't like, they let you know. But uh, uh, when they saw something they liked, they really let you know. 
and uh, and obviously the uh, the towering figure uh, that stands out in those days was Bob Lanier. The great Dave Bing had uh, been uh, traded away uh, before that season, uh, but I've obviously had a chance to uh, broadcast games that Dave played in uh, for Washington and for the Boston Celtics, and I've gotten to know him over the years. Uh, he's a great friend of mine, as is Bob Lanier, but Unfortunately, I never got to broadcast games when Dave Bing actually played for the Pistons, but uh, Bob was an uh, awesome player and a great guy, and uh, his presence was amazing uh, in my early days with the Pistons. Now, coming up as a kid, we hear all the stories about some of the broadcasters that used to call games that, that they'd watch or see in person, kind of uh, practicing for those big moments. What were you like as a young man uh, getting ready for uh, your break into what would become uh, your Pistons career? Well, I, uh, as a young man growing up in the middle of the state of Iowa, uh, listened to a lot of different broadcasters. I don't know, maybe it's because of the open fields out there, but uh you know, I could hear uh, baseball broadcasts from all over the country. Uh, I enjoyed listening to Mel Allen and Russ Hodges and uh, even Red Barber and those guys in, in New York. And along with a young Vin Scully and Bob Prince broadcast the Pirate Games. Harry Carey was broadcasting St. Louis Cardinal Games. Uh, and, you know, you heard Jack Brickhouse do the Chicago Cubs and on and on it goes. But uh, I also... Uh, in my early days, heard they had regional uh, telecast broadcasts of NFL games. And Van Patrick, who at one time broadcast the Tigers and later on made a big, big name for himself as the voice of the Lions, uh, was was huge at that time. Uh, and he later broadcast Notre Dame football. And Ray Scott, the voice of the Packers, I thought was uh, terrific. And uh, and in, in terms of uh, the NBA, uh, you couldn't be an NBA fan and not listen to Chick Hearn's Laker games and uh, uh, Johnny Most Boston Celtic games. And uh, there, Bill King was a great announcer for the Golden State Warriors, I thought. And uh, there were there were a lot of guys doing a, a great job on games when I was young. And then when I started into broadcasting. Uh, uh, Johnny Mose, for instance, was still there, and so was Chick. And you mentioned some of the big names in sports broadcasting there, and as Pistons fans, we'll throw you right on that list there of guys who have influenced sports fans over the last couple decades. Now, with the with the Pistons, uh, Isaiah comes through, the bad boys come through, win a couple of titles, um, all the fights we remember, the battles with Michael Jordan. But from being behind the scenes with that group as much as you were, was it was it as crazy a mix of big personalities as it seemed from the outside with the bad boys? Well, I would say this. Uh, I could list at least four or five guys who could have been uh, the captain of that team. Uh, there, there were some strong personalities, intelligent guys uh, who were driven who were students of the game, and uh, and yet Isaiah was the captain of that team. So that tells you all you need to know about Isaiah. Uh, he was amazing, one of the best players pound for pound to ever play the game, and one of the toughest to ever play the game, if not the toughest, and uh, a great, great competitor. But uh, 
He had a lot of help on those bad boy teams and those uh that group of guys and that era was I think uh maybe the most remarkable uh in Detroit sports history because that the the entire population seemed to identify with that group. Even if they weren't basketball fans, uh they felt like those guys uh represented Detroit in the way they wanted to be represented. They didn't back down from anybody and they eventually uh, ruled the world of pro basketball. Now, George, uh, I hate to put you on the spot. Maybe this is a little bit of an unfair question, but is there a player over all your years with the Pistons that that you'd call maybe your favorite player to watch and call games of, or is there maybe an an unheralded Piston out there that stands out to you that that maybe didn't get his due or that you liked his game a little bit over the years? Well, uh, that probably is too tough to call, but I will just say this. Vinny Johnson uh, gave the Pistons uh, more than I think people even realize because he could have been an all-star elsewhere. Uh, He could have averaged, you know, 20 a game elsewhere and uh, been thought of uh, as an even greater player than fans uh, remember him as being had he been in a place where he could start. Uh, but uh, Chuck Daly always said one of the most important things that ever happened uh, to the bad boys was Vinny coming off the bench so that they could get Joe Dumars on the court. And uh, and it's very, very difficult to have your number called every night and be expected to produce instant offense. Uh, we had George Trapp back in the uh, Kobo days, who we called instant heat. And he did a great job of doing that. And uh, but Vinny was uh, one of the best I've ever seen at coming off the bench and just exploding. He didn't explode every night, but he was a smart player, tough-minded player. Uh, he could play either shooting guard or point guard. He made a contribution every time he stepped on the court. Talking here with George Blaha, member of the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame and voice of the Detroit Pistons as well. George, some of your famous phrases that we uh, recount and, and as we're watching the Pistons games, count that baby in a foul for three and it's through, call them three-pointers, triples, which is into the lexicon. Whenever I write articles, I'll throw that in there sometimes. Sometimes editors say, hey, nobody outside of Michigan calls three-pointers, triples. So, But the, do you have a favorite of those or moments to remember kind of one getting onto a radio telecast or on the TV and thinking that that should stay, or maybe some that you've kicked out of your uh, lexicon over the years? Well, you know, uh, when I first started broadcasting games in the NBA, uh, I don't know if people understand how fast uh, the NBA game is, but when I first started broadcasting in the NBA, I realized that uh, I was going to have to uh, do one of two things, either talk a lot faster or uh, be uh, more brief and more descriptive uh, in my descriptions. And, you know, so some things like uh, a high glasser uh, helped me uh, get get it said that a guy just uh, shot a jump shot off the backboard. So, uh, and where off the, and where off the glass the shot went. So, some of those things, I'm happy that I uh, uh, happened upon them. And when I uh, when I used them and I thought about it after the game, I said, maybe I should stick with that because it'll help me describe things 
and uh, move on to the next play. And that's where almost all of that came from. I think the one thing that I may have half stolen uh, was from Harry Carey uh, when he broadcast the St. Louis Cardinals in his glory days on X in St. Louis. He became, you know, legendary broadcasting first the White Sox and then the Cubs in Chicago. But as a young man, he was a, in my opinion, a brilliant baseball broadcaster. And uh, when everybody else would say uh, the traditional way of calling balls and strikes, the count is 0-2, uh, no balls and two strikes, he would say two strikes and nothing. And for some reason, that always jumped out at me. And I, I remembered the count better when when Harry would do that. And so uh, uh, I stumbled upon 3-12 and 12 to play in the third. I thought it uh, helped you... Uh, understand in a big, big hurry how much time was left and drew a little bit of attention to it without taking away from what's going on on the court. So uh, that one worked out well for me also. Great to visit with George Blaha today. We'll have more tomorrow, including Blaha's thoughts on Grant Hill's legacy with the Pistons as he prepares to enter the Hall of Fame, where the going-to-work team falls within the context of great NBA champions, of the past few years or so, and also his thoughts on the coming NBA season in Pistons and how much he's thought about retirement for himself at age 73, 42 years deep into a legendary career with the Detroit Pistons and what his plans might be for his exit from courtside and on our TVs throughout the winter as well. George talked about all the old broadcasters he got to listen to growing up in Ohio and the clip we played a little bit ago, most of them baseball because back then, Biggest sport, obviously, probably in addition to boxing and horse racing back then. But it got me thinking about all the great announcers that we've had the pleasure of getting to know all these years here in the Detroit market with George obviously being right at the top of that list with the legend Ernie Harwell of the Detroit Tigers, the OG for Detroit sports broadcasters. Frank Beckman is synonymous with Michigan football. Jim Brandstatter with Michigan and the Lions until very recently, of course. Dan Miller now with the Lions does a great job on play-by-play on the radio there. I like Mario and Rod with the Tigers quite a bit. I think Dan Dickerson does a great job as an absolute pro uh, on the radio broadcast for the Tigers and Jim Price. Well, you know, he's Jim Price. And also, um, I thought the Red Wings have had a great run of broadcasters with Bruce Martin on the radio forever. And then Dave Strader on TV for years. And now Ken Daniels with Mickey Redman as well. Ken Cal does a good job on the radio, just solid all the way around. When you think about all these Detroit sports broadcaster. And one thing's one thing that's been great has been the continuity over all these years for all these teams. It's nice to have that with our sports teams over the years. And George Blaha is the epitome of that uh, on the radio before early in his career, but now the television broadcaster, the voice of the Detroit Pistons, along with Mark Champion on the radio, who does a good job too. But I told that story about writing triples into basketball stories, as, as uh, George Blaha would say it on the broadcast. And that was okay when I was writing in Port Huron, Michigan. The editors there didn't mind that I'd write high school basketball stories and say, you know, so-and-so had 13 points and, and four triples in the game. But I quickly learned that that was not okay in Missouri, as my editors were saying, why would you put triples in a, in a story about basketball? So now looking back, rightfully, they were right about that. But it says something about George George Blaha that he made triples, which is a baseball term, into a basketball term as well. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of the, the way that George Blaha's language has kind of gotten into the lexicon of all of us Pistons fans 
over all these years. But speaking of teams that uh, are in our lexicon for many different reasons over all these years, the Lions have looked really bad in preseason. Is it reason to panic or not? Uh, I don't know, but Matt Derry has everything you need to know on the Lockdown Lions podcast. You know Matt Derry from Detroit Radio, friend of the Lockdown Pistons podcast as well. He now has a daily look at the Lions or has been doing it for a few years now, so you should check it out. On the network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Also some new college podcasts coming soon, hopefully by the time college football gets kicked off here in these next couple weeks. But give us a follow here on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. Check out the Facebook page as well, Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook, and give us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps the exposure as well. Give me your thoughts on the All Pistons team. Let me know what you think about the George Blaha interview as well. And the Detroit Sports Collectibles, our newest sponsor, Jim and Ann have their store on Main Street in Clawson, just south of 14 Mile Road. They've got hats. They've got Made in Detroit shirts, the golf simulator, all sports simulator, actually. The football figurines for football season, music posters. i got a Springsteen poster in there that I've got my eyes on. They've got the Lamb Beer and Mahorn iconic poster from the Bad Boys days. All the beer hats, just great stuff you need for your man cave and for your entire house and your body as well. Great stuff that you didn't know that you needed, but you definitely do need. Check them out in Clawson on Main Street, Detroit Sports Collectibles and DetroitCollectibles.net as well. Open on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but also you can make appointments with Jim and Ann if you give them a call and, uh, and set one up there as well. The phone number to set up appointments is 844-238-6277. Again, the phone number 844-238-6277. Thanks to Jim and Ann from Detroit Sports Collectibles for coming on board. Support them to keep the support of the Locked on Pistons podcast going. But we got more with George Blaha tomorrow. Looking forward to sharing that one with you. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Locked on Pistons podcast. This is your friend Matt Shook with you every day, as we always are, getting ready for the season and training camp will be here before you know it. Have a great start to the week, everyone.